So what was the proposal like? Were you expecting it? You know what? I wasn't expecting it. I actually figured out maybe a hundred ways that he could propose. <laughs> and <laughs> Here's some none ideas. of those happened. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, no, he totally caught me off guard. If you are all about weddings, this is the podcast for you. My name is April Kelly, and this is Wedding Amazing. On this show, we share stories from couples about how they met, what the proposal was like, how they planned their wedding, and how it went. We will also talk with wedding professionals that have been to thousands of weddings, sharing their successes and challenges, and amazing advice to help you elevate your own wedding and fill you with so many ideas that you can take and make your own. What is it that will make your wedding special? How can you be helpful for someone else's wedding? Come here for funny stories and nightmares that people have lived through during their wedding plans. My name is April Kelly, and this is Wedding Amazing. Today, we have a very special guest, Kim Scarpatti. This is a wedding. I was there and I saw it all come about. It was absolutely amazing. But aside from that, I've seen Kim at several other weddings. So there's a little history between us two. So it's very, very special for me to have Kim on the show. Kim, thank you so much for taking the time today. How are you? I'm doing well, and thank you for Yay. having me, April. Oh, you're so welcome. So I remember so many things about this wedding. I mean, obviously a beautiful location at Clark's Landing, just gorgeous. But I want to hear the details going all the way back to the beginning. And tell me, how did you and Tommy meet? Okay. So we actually date back to high school years. Wow. How, yeah. But we weren't, we weren't dating then. We were just friends. Um, we actually went to a couple of proms together as friends. Uh, and of course our parents were telling us all along that we would be great together, but you know, we didn't want to believe that mom and dad knew best at the time. So <laughs> fast forward till after college, um, he had moved to Hoboken, New Jersey. And a few years later I followed suit and moved up here and next thing you know, he's helping me move in, paint my room. And maybe a week later, we were actually dating. So nice. it kind of happened really nicely. We already had a history. And um, I guess timing's everything. So it really worked out nicely. Did you um, always we were, have feelings for him? Um, you know what? He was always a very special person to me. And we had a great friendship. He told me he always had a crush on me, but he didn't tell me till who knows how much later than high school. Um, but he was a little shy, I guess. But uh, hey, everything worked out well. I guess the, the timing was right. Oh, I love that. Yes. So then after you started dating, how long until it became really serious and it became a proposal? Uh, we were dating about a year and a half. And I mean, at the time that I had met him, I already knew. I was just waiting for that ring to go on the finger because I was ready to go and I never thought I was going to get married or it would have been much later in life. Um, so once I, I, they really tell you once, you know, you know. Um, so it was about a year and a half and then we, we got engaged and we had another year and then we got married. Oh, nice. So that was a yeah. nice amount of time for you to do a good planning process. Yes. A year, a year was good. Yeah. That really gave us enough time to figure everything out. Yeah. It wasn't too much of a rush. So what was the proposal like? Were you expecting it? You know what? I wasn't expecting it. I actually figured out maybe a hundred ways that he could propose <laughs> and <laughs> Here's that, some none ideas. of those happened. <laughs> yeah, right? um, no, he totally caught me off guard. And, you know, there were so many kind of occasions that were happening and so many places we were 
planning to go or things to do. So I'm thinking, all right, it's got to be any one of these things. And of course, none of them happened. They came and went. I was just getting crankier and crankier. Um, And what's so funny is that the night before he proposed, I was on the phone with my sister, whose wedding you were also at. And she said, you know, just just let him do his thing. You, You only get the proposal once. Like, just be surprised. Just let it happen. Like, don't push him. And I'm like, all right, I know. I just can't believe he's taking this long. And the next day I was, we were just going to go out to dinner, nothing too crazy. And I show up at my apartment and there are just rose petals everywhere, (laughs) tons of flowers and just candles lit. And I'm like, what? You know, I got nervous at first, but I'm like, of course he has the key to my apartment. Um, (laughs) So now all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second. I put all the things together within like a couple seconds and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. (laughs) So there was a whole trail of candles to my room and I open the door. He's there in a full suit, bottles of champagne, more flowers And I could just tell he was such a bundle of nerves and it was just the cutest thing because I've never seen him get nervous, got down on one knee, told me how much he loved me. And um, there we go. That the rest is history. And I've met him and I could kind of picture him a little nervous. That must have been a little adorable. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because he's a very confident, you know, he's got got his stuff together. And then all of a sudden he became a big blubbering idiot and all for me. So cute. That is really sweet. So then you get engaged and did you go right into those wedding plans? Yes. Yeah. I couldn't wait. You know, I love a party. I love entertaining. I love getting dressed up. So for me, I'm just all over it. I want the dress. I want the decorations. I couldn't wait. Um, And my family was already planning my wedding before me. And I don't know. I don't think they knew when I was going to get engaged, but they had already been looking at venues, <laughs> getting excited for me. <laughs> so by the time the proposal actually came, we were all kind of ready to hit the ground running. And it is true when I mean, I saw you on your wedding day, but you could just see when you are both together, there's something very undeniable that doesn't even need to be spoken between your eyes. Yeah. It's beautiful. We really had a magical day. Everything was really lovely. And we had a lot of support from our family and friends. So the room was just filled with love and it just turned out to be a really great day. Yeah. And your family is amazing. And I guess the only thing that we recall that really was an issue was that rain was unending. It was brutal. I thought even maybe five minutes I can get. Nope. Never let up. It was raining the whole day from morning till night. We were at a location where it was on a marina And the scenery was just beautiful. So many water views. And unfortunately, that day, it didn't happen. So that was kind of a bummer. It definitely is difficult. Now, let me ask you, how did you get your hair done and things like that? You had to go out into the rain and come home without destroying your hair? I did. You know, we had made appointments at salons and, you know, the morning when everything as far as timing went well. And I remember leaving the salon and there were maybe three women who were just trying to cover me (laughs) with umbrellas. Mm. I mean, really strangers came out of the woodwork and and made it happen for me. So I have to thank those lovely ladies, whoever they are. Um, But even leaving the, my house, going into the car was a little bit of a struggle. And then getting out of the car, going to the church, I think we had my dad, the driver, there was someone else, another stranger that was really pitching in that day. (laughs) And they basically (laughs) created a tunnel of umbrellas for me to get from the cart of the church. And, you know, it was a little wild. You just have to suck it up, pick that dress up and run through the rain. Um, But luckily I didn't look like a drowned rat. So, you know, 
it all worked out. <laughs> but yeah, the rain is a tough thing to battle. There's really nothing you could do about it except having no. a plan B. Yes. So when it comes to things like pictures, maybe you're planning to go to the park and mm-hmm. you just no longer can do that. You're going to yeah. have to go someplace indoors. But a lot of the places just don't have enough of the space to really right. accommodate beautiful wedding pictures, having a plan B for the pictures is so key because you're right. going to get one day to do those pictures. So where are you going to do them? There's outdoor gazebos. There's some beautiful porches that are outside. So if you take some time to really plan ahead, you can find some really beautiful outdoor locations that'll be suitable, even if it rains, that'll be close to your venue. So, you know, take a Saturday or, you know, a few months before your wedding and just drive around the area and say, if it rained, where else can I go and have a plan B is really important. This way you don't miss out on anything whatsoever with any of your pictures. Yeah. Or you can embrace it and get yourself some white rubber rain boots and a cute umbrella and get some really cool pictures out in the rain. Uh, But again, it's preparation, you know, and it's also hard too, because you have your whole wedding party, you've got the kids, parents, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of wrangle everybody if you don't have a plan B. Um, So that's something I probably would have improved on if I can do it all over again. Um, You know, we still got pictures, but it's not the same, especially being at a a venue that really warrants these beautiful outdoor photos. But we still got married and everything worked out. But if I could do it again, I wish I had a few outdoor pictures and maybe some other different ways that we could have positioned ourselves inside. Yeah, most definitely. And I know it's kind of after the fact now, but did you ever consider doing a post-wedding photo shoot? Oh, I want to do photo shoots all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I love any opportunity to do a photo shoot. Um, It's funny because actually every anniversary since our wedding, we've traveled and also gotten our photos taken on vacation. (laughs) So that's my makeup to not having outdoor pictures. We try to get (laughs) some pictures all over the world. That's right. (laughs) See, I made up for it. Uh, But yeah, every now and then we kind of do a little, a little photo shoot here and there because I really feel like it's important. And, you know, especially with your iPhones, those pictures go away so quick. It's nice to have really beautiful photos of you as a couple and, you know, you can hang in the house and it's just nice to look back on and see different phases of where you were. Yeah, because you're creating such a history over the years. Yeah, we actually do a photo in a photo every year. So I saw it on Pinterest, of course. So we took our wedding photo to Mexico with us, the frame and everything, Mm -hmm. and we're holding the picture from our wedding day. And then every year going forward, we take the picture from that last anniversary. So it becomes this kind of crazy tunnel picture of all oh, our past, okay. all our past so trips. So every year you're holding up a different picture yep. yeah. from the year before. Yeah, it gets a little dizzying after a while, but <laughs> we're still going to go as long as we can. I like that idea. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. You heard about that on Pinterest? I did. So many ideas. It could be overwhelming though, too, because you could take on a project that you just can't do. Oh, yeah. Which you have so much experience with that because I know that you do beautiful stationery and menu cards and seating yes, cards and gorgeous signage and favors. And you add that personal touch. Tell me about that. It seems like a great time to hear you talk about this because I think the brides will love to hear about these other details aside from the normal, you know, select your facility, you know, Mm -hmm. your professionals. Now there's all these decorative aspects of, okay, your seating cards are going to go on a table. What is that table going to look like when your guests get to their table? Is there a menu card there? All those little things that add to the comfort 
for all of your guests, but it also adds to the personalization of the bride and groom so that when the guests are at the wedding, they know whose wedding they're at. Tell me more about this. I love seeing these decorations. Yeah, that's great. It's great you mentioned that because I've noticed that in the last few years, it's been a lot of weddings. Everyone is really starting to pull in their own personalities. It's it's less about this big traditional, my parents want me to do this. It's turned more into what do I like? What represents me? What looks like us? It's really nice to see the personalities coming out in a lot of wedding decor. And I've had a lot of fun. I've always been a really crafty person. I love to try anything that looks difficult, challenging, or just really interesting. And, you know, I, I really had the opportunity to do some really fun things for bride and grooms. Like, for example, one, one bride, she is a veterinarian, and all of her place cards were little animals with the place cards put in them. That's cute. And a sign around it that said, pick your party animal. <laughs> so cute. And, yeah. you know, you just yeah. got it right away. Um, so, yeah, it's fun to see when you get to your table, little any little details, whether it's the menu, whether it's a little favor that just seems really tailored to the bride and groom and very much like them. It's really cute to see. It really makes you feel like you're in their world. You're celebrating their day and their love. And it's really exciting and it's fun. You know, it's not this like stuffy, traditional kind of stuff anymore where you get your almonds in a little bag. You know, you really get to see some really fun things that people put together. Even cake toppers have gotten really fun and wacky. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun personalities things. And it's it's really great because you're formal, but still having a lot of fun. Yeah. And you're just adding that personal touch, which I love. Trends really are changing. Weddings are not like they used to be. And exactly like you said, everybody would get the almonds in a net, you know, and that would be the favor. And it was very standard. And the layout of the weddings were very standard back then too. And now right. the world is your oyster. You can do anything. Right. You can, any kind of favor goes, any kind of centerpiece goes, every kind of cake goes, it right. all goes. So it's a matter of you as a bride. How do you want to personalize this event? You're going to have a certain amount of hours ahead of you for your wedding. And what do you want to do with them? How do you want to decorate it? How do you want to bring in your personal touch? I've seen your signage. I mean, it's just beautiful. It really, really does add a touch. Now, I also know from you, you are the person to call when you're in a pinch and when you're your wedding is getting very close and maybe you haven't done this stuff yet. You have a 30 day freak out, help you. <laughs> what do you really call it? The 30 That's day I'm right. freaking out project help. Yeah. I like that title. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> so if a bride is approaching her wedding and she took on a DIY project that's way too big, you can come in and basically save the day, do her menu cards, do her seating cards. All of those things I think brides don't realize. It takes a lot of time. The font, laying it out, getting the information, putting it on there, making it look exquisite for the wedding. You can't have it look just okay. It's got to look amazing. Exactly. It can't be, you know, a craft project that you leave to the last second because you're right. You can see the difference between something that's really finished yeah. and something that was kind of slapped together. Yeah. So a bride comes to you 30 days before you pick up the phone, she's calling you and crying. And <laughs> what can you really pull together in 30 days? Can you do it all in 30 days or what would she expect? I've pulled it off before. <laughs> you know, I basically love the details that most brides hate. And I think that's where the difference is. I really pay attention to them. I understand even though if they're the smallest thing, even if it's a name card, all of them have to be really well done and in line with the rest of your theme. Hmm. Um, so what I like to do is carry a lot of things from your invitation over to your wedding day. So your fonts, your colors, any type of artwork that you've chosen, and really apply it to things like your menu, your place cards, 
any signage that goes around the room, your favors. I've seen a lot. I've seen people who just forget that, that there's a thing that you have to take care of. I've also seen other brides who have tried to do something and it just turned out to be a disaster. Yeah. Um, and luckily, I've tried a lot of different projects. I've, I've just tried them for fun just to see if I can do it, see how much time it takes, what kind of material, what kind of glue. I mean, sometimes you really think you've got this covered and then all of a sudden it falls apart and you're like, I thought I did everything right. And, you know, I really got to troubleshoot with a lot of things. And I understand the, the rush of things. I, I've always worked in hospitality, restaurants. You know, I understand that you just have to get things done and you got to figure it out. So things like that don't get challenging for me. Mm -hmm. uh, if it was my own wedding, I might feel a little different, <laughs> but because I'm able to help yep. someone who's more a little frantic, it's like, okay, I got it. Don't worry. You know, as long as it's within reason, yeah. um, I've got, you know, hands that can help me. I've you know, I've got every design tool that they could possibly need. So I'm ready. I'm ready and I'm calm when it's when you're crazy. <laughs> and that's the home run. The right professional is going to calm you and you're not going to have to think about it. Yeah. I've seen a lot of crazy things. I've been overnighting things to brides literally two days before their wedding. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I'm here. I'm a resource. If I can't do it, I can find someone who can. All those little details make everything special. So it does. I hate to miss even just one. Well, I think you hit upon that perfectly. This is stuff that the bride really doesn't have time to do. I have seen that time and time and time again. I think this is one element of the wedding I always see get very bunched up for the brides because you always assume, well, I can get that menu card done. I can get those things done, those place cards done, but you can't do those place cards until you have every RSVP back and you know who's attending. So now your right. window is very small of when you can really get that done. Now, at the same time, you have to do your, pick up your marriage license, people are coming in from out of town, get your dress and yep. all of that gets bunched up in that last four weeks and it gets crazy. Mm -hmm. So planning ahead is everything. So talking about invitations, a little bit. When should a bride really order those invitations? And at what point should they really go out? Okay. So they should go out about two to three months before the wedding. And then with me, I do a lot of custom work. Uh, I really want to make sure the bride has what they want. And it's not this traditional thing that you pick out of a book. I really want to make it feel connected to the couple. Mm -hmm. um, so I usually like to take about three to four weeks just to do the design process to make sure we've really nailed it. And then from there, production can take three to four weeks. So you're looking at if you're backing out, let's say two months, you got production for a month and design for about a month. So somewhere between four and six months to get started on them. And then what are the options nowadays in 2017 and 18? Things have changed so much. I know years ago you had this card was the wedding. This card was the cocktail hour. This card was the reception. Do they still do <laughs> it like that or what's the they newest still do. trend? And you know what? You really, again, it's it's the same way that personalization is happening in the decor as well. It's a lot of money to get a hundred pieces to announce every single part of your wedding. So I find a lot of brides, if they have a budget issue, you know, we have to start combining information and maybe finding a more strategic way to make it work for you. Mm -hmm. um, but really, I mean, it's gone from really informal. I've seen some really... Um, interesting, kind of really fun and different from what we're used to. Mm -hmm. I've, I actually still have a lot of brides that really prefer a lot of traditional writing language and colors. Yeah. And then I have a lot of people in between who are, who thought they wanted something traditional. And then when they saw something less traditional or less formal, they went for it. So it's really, it's such a wide variety and you can order from so many places now, even though I'm a stationary person and I want to promote myself. Um, there are a lot of places out there that you can order from or even get inspiration from. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it can be very formal and have tons of pieces and liners and foiling and all these wonderful things. Or it could just be something as, as casual as you want. It's really fun that you get to pick what you want to do. And it's always been so traditionally formal. 
Yeah. Um, so it's really fun. To have It's nice to have fun with the invitations now. And you do that so well. And you said a lot of people do invitations and that's really true. And anyone mm. could go and print anything on a piece of paper. But when somebody knows how to make it look amazing and somebody knows what content to put in there and how to make it look great and somebody to hold your hand as a bride when you are not capable of making decisions and you are (laughs) so stressed out that you have no idea what to put on a menu card, that's where someone like you comes into play. And that's one of the things I love about you're so detailed. And that's what finding the right professional is all about. I say this time and time again to my brides, you have to find people that love what they do. They're good at it. They love what they do. They're passionate about it. And they really, truly care. You're going to get a dynamite outcome from that person. If you pick somebody, well, you know, I don't really care. I don't really, you know, whatever. I'm just doing it for the money. And it's, you know, this is what I do. You're just never going to get the same result out of that person. You've got to go with passion and people that are committed to loving it. You will always get a dynamite outcome. So that's what it's all about, that hands-on service. Look, I I said earlier, I love a good party. And I love to be involved in the planning of a party because it's just so fun. They're supposed to be fun, you know? It's Mm -hmm. stressful in one sense, but this is a celebration. It's supposed to be great, you know? So I love to be a part of it as if I were going or if it were my day, you know? So I get really excited for the couple as well. Once we start getting the design right and they get, start getting excited about it, then I get excited about it. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes like a really fun process. You don't want it to be stressful. You know, I'm obsessed with details like paper quality, colors, printing type, who's, you know, who's doing what I want to make sure that I have all the right vendors in my arsenal. And no matter what budget you're on, or what idea you have that I can accommodate it, because who wants to be told no about something they want on their wedding day? You know, I want to make sure I have all the options. And, you know, I love a good creative challenge. So if it's something I haven't done, or something that a bride wants me to look into, I'm all for it. I I love a good fun project that someone's willing to take a risk on or try something really big and special. Um, But you know, Mm. I started this business so that I can do what I love. And it's really rewarding. You get to work with people who love what they see. And I used to work in advertising and it it just was never appreciated. (laughs) No client was ever really happy to to see your work for some odd reason. And, you know, I, I switched over to doing this and it's just like, wow. The reception is so nice. You have you work with wonderful people in the most mm-hmm. important days of their lives. And oh, yeah. man, it's really special and really rewarding. And I feel really lucky to be a part of that. Weddings. <laughs> that's the biggest day of somebody's life. And to be a I part know. of that is such a rush. It's so exciting. It's like you go yep. home, you're on cloud nine, and it's just so amazing. So tell me, what is the name of your business in case people want to reach you? So the name of my business is called Lovejoy Celebrations. Cute. What is the website? Lovejoycelebrations.com. Now... She can work with you early in the process. She can work with you 30 days before to help you pull it together. So if you've already started, you could still call Kim. If you have not started at all, you can call Kim. Uh, This podcast is all about providing resources for all the brides. How can you get it done? What is the best way to get it done? How to find the people to get it done? So definitely use these resources because I know they will help you and it will help you make your wedding amazing. Thank you so much, April. Thank you so much. Before... Thank you. Before we go, I want to know what advice do you have? Now you've been to a lot of weddings. You also got married and had an amazing wedding with lots of details and plans for a bride that's getting married now. She's tuning into the show. What would your advice be for her? Where to start? Um, Here's one really important thing. Always keep your guests in mind. I know it's your day, 
But keep your guests in mind because they're going to be the people yes. that really see everything. And yes. we always say, and we're a little biased because we love Band of Gold, but really your <laughs> band makes it, your music really makes it because it's one thing that connects everyone together, no matter what age you are. So if you yeah. have a great music selection at your wedding, you know, everyone's going to be dancing, having a good time. It just keeps the flow of the event going. You know, you got a lot of mixed feelings, but as long as you're kind of thinking about your guests, um, and this is where a lot of signage things come into play. Like when they get to the hotel, is there something there that's telling them what's going to go on? Where should they be? Where should they look? Was there going to be a brunch? You know, kind of keeping everybody informed so that it's a seamless weekend, I guess you could say, for your, yeah. for your whole event. Mm-hmm. Um, and making people feel really comfortable where they're at. They know where they're going. And that you really are happy that they're there spending that time with you. It really yes. makes a difference, I think, as a guest and also as the couple. You know, you really know that you did everything you could to provide a really great time for everyone. And it helps you show how much you are appreciative of all the love and support and just showing up. You know, it's really, it's a nice way to to keep everybody engaged in the whole event. I did a webinar recently and I was talking about your guest's comfort is almost the number one important thing. Because if your guests walk in the door and they're not comfortable, how are you going to have a great party? Right. You got to make it easy for them to get to. You got to pick a date that's sort of convenient for everyone in your family. Right. And when you put all of those things together, at the end, it has to equal comfort for your guests. If your wedding is too hard to get to, it's on a date that's inconvenient, it's just not going to make people happy. And then when they get in the door, again, the comfort so they know what's next, what's on the menu. Menu. Where do I need to be? Where's the bar? Where's my table cards? All of that, when they know where right. everything is, it's just easy. Nobody's thinking. All they're doing is getting there and having a great time. Mm-hmm. Guest Where's- comfort is everything. I'm so glad you said that, Kim. It's- excellent advice for all the brides. Right. Please and thank you are going to be your two biggest words in this wedding plan. Please can you and thank you so much. Go so far on your wedding day for your guests because everyone that's at your wedding took time out of their life, got a dress or suit or whatever they did to get there that day. They're there for you and for you to say thank you and be appreciative of that is everything and for you in turn to now make sure that they're comfortable and that they have a great time. Total success, guaranteed success, guaranteed that it's going to be amazing. Yes and yes. Kim, thank you so much for all this advice and all of the things you shared today for our brides and grooms. I know this is going to be helpful. And for everyone listening, please feel free Mm -hmm. to contact Kim. And of course me, I'm here for you. It's time for the amazing lesson zone. Okay, so let's talk about the weather could be a huge issue on the day of your wedding. Everybody wishes for sun, but that does not always happen. And you cannot be caught off guard without a plan that if the weather is really terrible, you know what to do and you can spring into action and make it happen. So a couple of things you want to think about is your hair and makeup. Are you leaving your house to get your hair and makeup done? Ideally, it would be great for someone to come to your house and you don't need to leave. But if you need to leave the house, you need to think about where you're parking your car. Are you going to need to walk four or five blocks a block or are you going to be able to go right into the door to get your hair and makeup done? Do you need to make two stops? Is it just one stop? Do you have an umbrella? Do you have something to cover your hair? Do you have something to cover your face? Do you have an umbrella that will come down further along your face if it's really windy? Uh, No joke about it. You can have your hair and makeup completely destroyed before you even get married. So you want to think about where you're going on the day of your wedding. 
The next thing you want to think about is leaving your house on your way to your wedding. Your dress is on. Can you completely cover that dress from the rain? There are different ways to do that. There's tarps. There are big plastic bags. You know, <laughs> I know it's pretty rustic, but you can also get fancy and get a very, very large, long rain jacket. You need to be prepared. You need to think about your gown, getting water stains on it. And think about what is the worst weather that can possibly happen on the day of your wedding and have a plan for you getting out of your house and into the car and from the car into your ceremony and from your ceremony into your wedding reception. It's everything. Now, the other thing is your ceremony. What if you were planning to have an outdoor wedding? You need to have a plan B. I see maybe 80% of brides do not have a plan B for the ceremony. Yeah, the weather's going to be great. If it rains, I'm still going to have it outside. But you have to take into account your guests do not want to sit outside in the rain and then go inside your reception and dance all night. It's just not going to work. I know it's lovely and romantic to pick that one spot and have it happen no matter what, but you really need to think about the comfort of your guests. Think long range here. Think worst case scenario and have an option for your ceremony that could be indoors. Now that can be under a gazebo. It could be under a beautiful large porch, but you need to have a plan B for your ceremony in case it rains. Now, in addition to that, you're going to want to consider your pictures. Your photographer is going to come take pictures inside of your home, maybe inside the reception hall, inside the ceremony. I know a lot of brides really want to have outdoor pictures and it really does add to it, diversifies the whole feel and texture of your photo album, just looks amazing and they like to have them outside. Well, let's just say it's raining, can still happen. Again, there's that gazebo. The photographer can go into one gazebo or under a covered area, zoom in on you. There's different places out there in nature where you can go and you're not going to get wet. So a few months before or a year before your wedding, start looking for some plan B options and get that action underway and make a plan, write it down. If it rains, you know exactly what you're going to do. You know where you're going to take your pictures. You know how you're going to get your makeup done. You know exactly how you're going to keep your dress dry. And you will not have the stress that other brides have when they do not think of a plan B and they wake up on their wedding morning and it is pouring rain and they're going to stress all day. How am I going to get to where I need to be? How am I not going to ruin all of these beautiful things that I've tried to pull together for my wedding? This is not going to be a problem for you because you are going to have a plan B. This concludes your amazing lesson. Good job. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. What a treat to chat with Kim today. Anything that you need, please make sure that you let me know. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook. If you like this episode, please be sure to share it and subscribe. I really do appreciate that so much. And if you need anything, please don't hesitate to message me. I love to hear from you so much. Have an amazing day, everyone. Glad you are All my dreams came true Day by day I have come to know the truth I love you Fly with me Feel so